All right. So it's um, the boys are back. It's the Bottled Soccer Talk program, and it's episode number 128 of Two Guys, Two Mics, Two Pints. I'm Nestor, and Henry's joining me, and we're doing a virtual pod this time. Uh, how you doing, man? It's been a while. <clears throat> yeah, doing all right, man. Just, uh, you know, glad to be back. Glad to talk about the sport again. Um, and, yeah, it's going to be probably like this for the foreseeable future as far as it being, you know, virtual, but... I still think it hits the same, you know, uh, two guys, two mics, two pints. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, yeah, yeah. We're good though. We're good. Uh, hope all is well. Hope the fam is well. Send the missus, uh, my regards, give the kids a kiss on the cheek and, uh, pues nada, nada. nada. Man- yeah. un saludo. <laughs> Menos mal. You know, when you like your mom's like, Oh, um, <clears throat> your, your, your tia, you know, manda saludos. Uh, okay, I don't yeah. know. To, I don't know what to say to that. Um, tell him I said hi <laughs> back. Call him back right now and tell him I said hi. Yeah, or when you're like a kid and and like your fam will put you on the phone with some like relatives that you don't even really know that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like uh, hey. um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> we digress, it, man. Yeah, we digress. We we can go down memory lane if if we had all the time in the world. Um, but <clears throat> yeah, football, man. Uh, you know, I'd like to say that I kept notes all week and, um, it's just impossible because it's been like three weeks, I believe three or four weeks. So, um, you know, there's going to be some things that have slipped through the cracks. Um, but more recently champions league came back. Uh, I think we just missed the international, f- uh, window. Um, yeah, which which didn't feel like too significant, I'd say. I mean, yeah, no, no. <clears throat> you know, uh, I guess in L 3s sake, it's like new manager. Nice to see that. Oh, um, they were all, they already want him out. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Which, <laughs> yeah, um, but no, yeah, nothing crazy significant. Uh, things are gonna spice up in the international window right after the regular season. Um, you know, Nations League and that should be pretty fun. Well, I can't wait to get into that later in the summer. I guess though, while we're in, uh, in just like a quick like glancing of the topic, there's a non-FIFA date next week of uh, Mexico versus US. Um, what is what is that for? Is it like a competitive <clears throat> match or is it like a? It's like a friendly, um, but it doesn't count for much, as far as I know. I mean, even the the you know teams that are being put out, at, at least from the US perspective, I, I'm not too familiar with what Mexico's doing, but. It's a lot of MLS guys, with the exception of one uh, being Serginho Des, who unfortunately looks like he's falling out of favor at every club he joins, with the exception of Ajax, where he looked the best. But, you know, not not getting much game time with AC Milan. Um, and uh, that's a tough squad to break into, to be fair. But, um, yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's going to be part of the international window. So I don't see it too significant. I just think that the side is kind of weak, but, you know, it's still... It's still gonna uh, put butts in seats for sure. It's, yeah, and it's, it's never a friendly game. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's never just a friendly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and especially given the fact that Mexico, you know, just just for the sake of you know, like uh, you know, uh, stopping the bleeding, so to speak, against the U.S. Because you know, lately, lately they can't get a can't get a win against them. So you know, they you know they're gonna want to at least have something to bite into. <laughs> Yeah, um, totally. 
Uh, but anyway, I guess before we move on to more uh, more local stuff, the one thing that I did want to talk about, um, it's been kind of a major thing, and it's been it, it's been developing over this season is just how many managers, and more specifically in the Premier League, um, have been sacked, and I, I it's been a record this year. It looks like it's been twelve managers that have gotten. You know, have all lost their job this season, which is uh, over half the teams, and uh, it's kind of incredible how impatient some clubs are, and and how ill prepared they are for that decision. It's like they act before even having a contingency plan in place. Um, so the most notable one is going to be uh, uh, Graham Potter uh, got sacked uh, by Chelsea. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I know you, I know you're a big proponent for for Potter, so I guess I want to I want to get your thoughts on that. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a top manager personally, but the truth of the matter is, is that you know, it, besides it being a results oriented business, which we all know, we reiterate that a lot here, but. Um, you know, it's really the project that he had going, the philosophy of, of just how he wants to set his teams up that, I mean, gained a fan in me, but he didn't get enough time to implement that style into that squad. And he was operating with a lot of players that really were sanctioned by the previous manager, previous owner, if you want to even consider it that far back. And I know Boley put out a war chest, but, you know, truthfully, it, it takes time. Uh, so I thought it was premature, but I will say understandable due to the circumstance. I mean, a string of bad results, and then to top it off, you lose to Villa. It's just not a good look. So, yeah, gutted for him, but I'm sure we'll see him back in the Prem. And, yeah, uh, Chelsea, this has to be the worst season I've seen from them. And for for as far as I, as long as I've been watching the Premier League, which says a lot. It's been more than a decade, so... Um. Yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are on. on well, it always seems for Chelsea that when they don't have a great uh, Premier League season, they at least do well in other competitions. Uh, <clears throat> but as far as it stands, they're not in any of the domestic cups. And uh, I mean, as recent as today, they they look in real danger of uh, uh, getting eliminated in the uh, <clears throat> in the quarterfinal for Champions League. <clears throat> but you know that that's also a result of the constant switching, and you know the 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 band aids that they put in place. And what I mean by that is the spending money on on expensive players. And I'm not even going to say that the players that they've got, the expensive players that they got, don't fit, <clears throat> because someone like Enzo ostensibly uh, fits in most teams. He he's he's like a luxury player that you know anybody would want to have. You know. I, I, he's overrated. A little bit. Uh, no, no, a little bit. <laughs> but uh, he's still a like a high quality player, still young. Uh, I, I actually thought that he was one of the better players under Potter too. By the way, um, he just had a lot of freedom to roam, and I think that's when he's a uh, you know most dynamic. Yeah, um, and uh, I don't know. It, it's so hard to judge off of what happened with with Potter. Uh, you know, he, he, like you say, he inherited a team that was built under the previous regime. Um, so to, for a team to, to do a, like a 180, 
<clears throat> like a quarter way through of the season. Um, and it just feels like that, like the ownership <clears throat> is just playing it by ear. They're, they're just figuring it out as they go. Um, and you don't really have time for that in the prem. Uh, and given the fact that they appointed Frank Lampard, who was <laughs> sacked himself before the second to last manager that they sacked, kind of kind of goes to show that they're just like, well, fuck, man, well, like, let's just do anything now, you know? Yeah. And it's two games and two losses for him. Am I right? Yeah. So far, <clears throat> which is kind of expected. I- I think at this point, it's hard to be harsh on him. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, not to expect too much from him. I I think at least he just hasn't given us much to go off of as far as expecting much from Lampard. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't understand what the idea is of getting Lampard. Um, it's not, it's not even like he's this Sean Dyche type character. That's gonna, at the very least, give you like a very, very tough defensive, uh, side, it's God. I, I honestly, I don't know what, what's what the thought process was there. Yeah. Um. And another managerial news was uh Conte leaves uh Spurs, and as so often he does, and may, maybe not even as far as Conte, but as many managers have left uh, Spurs, they leave on a sour note. Um. The complaints, con- like it, it's consistent for whatever manager uh, that ends up getting sacked there goes through. Uh, it's 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 very consistent every time, and you got to look at a uh, at the problem is is like the the dude that's running the show, and that's a Daniel. Uh, is it Levy or Levy? Yeah, uh, uh, I don't know. It's I I think Levy, but. Oh, uh, no, it's Groove from Minions. Ah, oh, there you go. Ah. Guy's a prick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man, uh, you know, it's just consistent. It, it sounds like the managers get promised everything that they want. Um, and, and they're all managers of, of, of you know, repute. Conte, Mourinho, Puch a little bit less so, but, you know, similar circumstance. Um and it just so happens that that they don't go after that or or they just fall a bit short of being an actually great team good team good to decent team and maybe nothing more uh <clears throat> i don't know I, I guess i i know you you don't really have uh you know you don't really have a soft spot for spurs but um <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah for a few reasons but yeah um, I, I did know a Spurs fan who, even if he was watching Chelsea, uh, you know, play, I don't know, Madrid or something. Yeah. Let's say that just for, you know, the fact that today you'd be like, ah, got to go for the, uh, the English team, you know, even though they're our <laughs> rivals, but you got to back England. Yeah. That's just Spurs for you, bro. I mean, look, it's, um, it's in their DNA, like, uh, Kellini said, but. Uh, like Keen said, even, but uh, truthfully, I think uh, with Spurs, it's not a problem of managerial quality. Clearly, you mentioned some names there. I mean, Hall of Fame level type names, possibly. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
because you know we forget but Pochettino made a Champions League final which for me is the biggest game Spurs has ever participated in um you know which to be fair they shouldn't have even been there in the first place (laughs) but that's that's a separate topic but with what they had they did something amazing um but you know the problem with Spurs is is what's above the manager and that's um you know not only the owner but as well as the uh uh, what would you call the football operator, the general managers, the the scouting department? The president, yeah. Um, you know, they they're thinking with their wallets constantly. Like every, everything has to make sound financial sense, and that's good enough for the ownership who wouldn't dare show their face. And Levy ends up being the uh, the face of everything. Yeah, yeah. When, he, when he's not actually the owner, but he's good enough at business where Spurs. Don't really have to worry that they're ever in a like a like in a bad uh, financial situation, and they hover in a competitive zone uh, enough, but they're they're never going to be better than you know the the cities, the Arsenal's, the Liverpool. Well, maybe not this season, but the United's of the world um, yeah. because because they're constantly they're constantly comfortable with with this like fourth through sixth zone. And that's okay for a team like that. That's just trying to be financially sound. But for a yeah. team that wants to be competitive, they 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 wouldn't accept two uh, two or three seasons in the red. Yeah. Just for the sake of that, and and that's that's the actual problem. Yeah, they're they're the dude at the bar that are just like, we're just happy to be here. We're just <laughs> happy to be here. <laughs> happy go lucky, huh? It's, yeah, but um. Yeah, and and see, in in Chelsea's case, it's quite the the opposite. I mean, not only do they have history and success, but um, from an ownership perspective, they have an ownership that's willing to spend. I still think they need to figure out their footballing department as far as what direction they want to go. You know, there are teams that have made steps in the right direction, like I think United have, who are probably playing their best football they have in years, but... Unfortunately, they, they're playing uh, in a time where there's two very competitive sides in the league who obviously we'll, we'll talk about later, but you know, City and Arsenal are just right now a cut above. But I think United, they kind of sorted that out, and I think that's the direction that clubs like Chelsea and Spurs need to go. It has to be a, you know, a triangle of understanding between the scouting, uh, the football directors, and the manager, and the youth setup, yeah. if I could add a, another angle, but... Um, yeah, uh, the yeah. The, the crazy thing is the Spurs don't develop talent, um, so they're in this weird position where they have to recruit it. And uh, I mean, may, maybe more now, or you know, maybe there is some affection for the plucky underdog that some players might have and might be fans of in the future. But you know, no one's growing up a Spurs fan. No, no one's dying to go to Spurs, <laughs> and that's a result of their that's lack true. of success. You know. You know, in the future, kids are going to be dying to go to City. Kids are going to be dying to go to Arsenal, uh, Liverpool, just based on their short-term success that they've had now. But, you know, if you don't win, no one's going to want to go there. They're just going to look at the club as a second-rate sort of thing. It's like they're going to settle for, like, a competitive team, but not a great team. Yeah. I feel like that's what Richarlison did. You know, he, was, <laughs> uh, he was in a terrible situation at, at Everton. And he's like, well, I'll settle for for the next step up, you know. And I'm sure his salary is okay. It's not bad. <laughs> and you live in London. <laughs> um, 
another manager that got sacked, and I guess it's it's a little more understandable, um, just given their position, is a uh, 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 Patrick Vieira, uh, Arsenal legend, uh, France legend. Yeah, he got the sack, and he's another dude that got re- that he he got he got replaced by the guy that he replaced. Right. Roy Hodgson takes over Crystal Palace, and if I'm not mistaken, they've gotten two good results, and I think they just happened to because of just the quality of opponents that they've had. Yeah, uh, but whatever. people are are tweeting like, "Oh, and you guys doubted Hodgson ball." Oh no, dude. Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah, they're, I mean, there's there's a Hodgson hive out there. They're not a lot, but you know, there's there's a few." Just yeah. like uh, Daesh has has his little hive as well. <laughs> it's so interesting to me. I, I like I, I find dudes like them interesting, you know. Yeah. Hey. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's an acquired taste, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you know, uh, just again, it, it's uh, he he was in a tough situation um, because Crystal Palace did underperform a bit. Uh, but realistically where would you expect them to be you know i don't think they're a top half team but they're 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 like somewhere in mid table i guess um i don't know i i find it hard harsh on him but i understand if that makes sense yeah yeah no for sure i mean um you know it's it's a tough team to coach um there's some talented players but ultimately you're not gifted a a budget that you know somebody like you know clubs in that area would get like arsenal chelsea tottenham but Uh, then there's clubs like aston villa and um even everton who's who spend a lot yeah and and they're not well maybe villa now but villa's gotten i feel like uh unai emery's kind of flying under the radar there a little bit he he's been pretty successful there relatively speaking Sure, sure. I would say I would argue that, you know, even Thomas Frank. I mean, for me, for what he's done. With oh Frank, well, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that dude is like, yeah. He's due he, for a big job soon. He, he's he's the Wes Anderson of uh, of Premier League. Not a huge budget, but fuck, makes yeah. magic work, man. Yeah, uh, that's that's a you know, uh, uh, what's it called? A cinephile uh, reference there. Yeah. You know, I, I went to the deep cuts. I'm being sarcastic, but anyway. Um, uh, <laughs> um anything? Else, anybody else that I'm missing? Uh, well, you're missing a pretty, pretty big name, but it's cool. I, I don't want to, I don't want to be that guy. So, oh no, go ahead, go ahead. All right. Well, this guy, he was managing a team that's won a Premier League in the last decade. Uh, can I give a quick mention to uh, the honorary? Uh, title slipper Brendan Rodgers. Uh, oh, oh, whoa, whoa! Wait, yeah. he wait he won a he won a league title. No, no, no. Oh, no, he managed the, uh, a, a team okay. that has one, and but he's uh, also notorious for one of the the biggest league slips in history. But yeah, literally, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he got sacked, uh, which you know for me is long overdue. But kind of crazy to think, though. You know, it's like. You guys had all season two, really. It could, could have been done last year, and <laughs> it waited till now. But man, yeah, could be the beginning of something good for Leicester. But they went ahead and 
appointed a Dean Smith who I don't think is oh my all that gosh. Yeah, I, he's like the um you know he even kind of looks like Brandon Rogers too a little bit. Yeah. But like yeah, I, I don't know. You you're you're trying to like stop the bleeding by creating another wound somewhere else. It doesn't doesn't make sense to me. Dean Smith is I don't know. I, I don't rate him at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, like these teams are not thinking. They're just like, oh shit, things are bad. Let's change it up. See if that works. Oh fuck, that's not working. Well, shit. You know. Um, Lester are in the relegation zone as we speak, right? Um, I don't know what 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 they're gonna do. Because again, Dean Smith is not like one of those like defensive geniuses or anything like that. Yeah. He's, um, he's kind of a weird transition of, or a transition, uh, I would say like a mixture of, uh, kind of a defensive style, but, uh, you know, better on the counter. Uh, more recently, obviously coach Villa when Jack Grealish was there and, Mm -hmm. you know, honestly, Villa looked good those days, maybe mostly because of Jack Grealish, but, um, he, he wasn't bad. He went to Norwich and, was decent there, but you know, ultimately falls out of favor quick. Um, but I, I just don't think he's the answer for Lester. However, he might be able to be the escape artist they need. So that that'll remain to be seen. But I, I'm expecting that to be the case. You know, and you know, for all the shit that you know that we do give uh, Brendan Rogers, um, I mean, he got them a a, a title, or yeah, he got he got them a, oh, yeah. a, a trophy. And for Leicester, for a team like that, that's that's huge, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially even though they have the one. They beat too. It was not like a fluke, you know. Yeah. Oh well. I don't know. They beat City, and and then I think they beat less. I mean, sorry, not Leicester. Uh, United. They beat Arsenal, obviously, um, in the in the final. But no, I, mean, I think they, they beat United in the final. I I could have swore it was uh, Arsenal because I remember they. Uh, the guy, what's his name? He plays for Leicester. He celebrated with like an Arsenal flag or something like that in the tunnel. And a lot of people made a lot of uh, trouble over that. But I mean, am, am I thinking that it was the uh, the semifinal with the uh, United? Then it may have been. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, they 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 got a trophy, uh, which is again huge for Leicester. Um, and they were close to finishing Champions League spot, I think, once or twice, which isn't, you know, a trophy on its own. But, you know, for Leicester, who hasn't really spent a lot, uh, yeah, which is odd because they have they have made a significant amount of money over the years. Yeah, uh, they're good at finding talent. So I don't know. It's um, I don't know. I think it's like a self-imposed sort of thing as well, where. They, you know, maybe they've been a little too stingy for their own good. Yeah, that, I think so. The, their lack of um, investment ever since uh, Vishai, their their former owner, uh, passed away in that tragic helicopter accident. They they haven't quite been the same, even in the transfer market. So, uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens to the club. I mean, it's it's so important that they stay up, and right now it doesn't look likely. But you know, there's so much uh, left 
as far as what can happen. And man, like if you look at positions 18 through 13 right now in the prem, it's just it could be anybody that goes down. Yeah, it can scramble at any moment. So yeah, it's gonna be entertaining. Um. All right. So yeah, moving on from that. Uh, um. I guess before we get into the uh, to Champions League um, draws or I guess results, and then you know, uh, Premier League. There's a couple of things that happened this week that uh, bear mentioning. Um, uh, racism is uh, rearing its uh, very familiar face in football again. Um, a, a notable incident of uh, racism, uh, well, racist chants from uh, the Juventus fans in, uh, in the game against uh, uh, Internazionale. Um yeah, and Lukaku hits a penalty at the end and does a shush sign to the to the crowd, um, and he gets carded for it. He gets carded for a celebration, and we've seen the shush sign from players to the crowd countless times. We see it all the time. Um, so it was kind of weird that that he got a yellow and and. And you would think that the ref knows why he's telling them that, right? Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, it's pretty tone deaf for him to give him. And I think it's a second yellow, if I'm not mistaken. So he gets ejected, which doesn't really mean anything. Um, <clears throat> but the crazy part is that Serie A, uh, you know, as a as a as an FA, didn't want to rescind the yellow which I think speaks a little higher of, I don't know, the lack of seriousness that they take, you know, matters like that. And yeah, they're going <laughs> to bar off, uh, they're going to bar off uh, that section of the, of the crowd for the next Juve game. But I don't know. It just doesn't seem like they take that all that serious, man. Like it doesn't, they're like, Oh, it's not that big of a deal considering, you know, the action that they took. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's it's unfortunate and you know, but not surprising in the slightest. And it's kind of like, kind of in the same breath of, of of the racism thing we're talking about. It was um, those emails that also surfaced for, uh, from Galtier, who uh, oh yes, was coaching PSG and and that kind of thing. You know, a Frenchman being racist in football. It, it's it it's just kind of unsurprising, but unfortunate and. Um, it, it just must be very annoying, I'd imagine, to be in in the sport and kind of have that system against you. Like, like man, I'm already getting bombarded with you know racist uh, epithets and, and slurs and everything. And on top of that, the guy who's supposed to be able to defend me, which in in this case might be the official, doubles down on it. You know, yeah, almost almost forgiving it, and uh, that that would really demoralize me personally. So I mean. Yeah, I have sympathy for for all these guys, and uh, yeah, it's it's a bad look for sure um, for Italy as a whole. Yeah, because Italy's very well known for that. Like, I would say well known, uh, just known for that. Like the Lazio fans, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. they, you know, they have the Nazi SS. And there's yeah. there's the, the the direct racism where you know just some harsh things are say are said, but there's also that like just. Um, there's undertones of racism, like even in Napoli, like 
I know some people see it as, I guess, uh, you know, gleefulness and stuff. But, you know, these these kids or people um, masquerading in, in Aussie Hen's kind of blackface type thing. Oh, like, yeah. You know, there's just there's even those like levels of racism where it's oblivious, I'd say. It, yeah, that that country is a, a, a very much behind in as far as that goes, and yeah, yeah, it's definitely. it's seen time and time again. Yeah, I, I like you know I wonder what the mentality is of of someone that has prejudiced views like that or hateful views, but can go out and still support the guy uh, that wears the shirt of the club they support. You know, yeah, what I mean? like like someone like Aussie Man, for example. Yeah, like you say, you say about the kids who are kind of worshiping him, and you know they're they're huge fans of him. Um, and like you said, it's harmless in their eyes, but it's also up to the parents to correct that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but then there's also got to be a grown men that actually hold those hateful views, but are still supporting. I wonder what kind of uh, like mental gymnastics they do to justify supporting him. While still hating him for his identity, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious what the like the just the thought processes behind that. <laughs> yeah, it's it must be interesting. Um, but yeah, uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, and I guess since we're on the topic too, it did happen in MLS just uh, I think earlier this week, where um, you know, a player from the Portland Timbers, sorry, the San Jose Earthquakes, uh, former Portland Timbers. Uh, Jeremy Ebobise uh, got, you know, racially targeted by a, an opposing player from Red Bull Salzburg, uh, who I won't name just because, truthfully, his name's kind of hard to say. And I just, I'm going off the top of the dome. But... You mean uh, Red Bull uh, New York, right? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Red Bull New York. Uh, Belgian player, however. I think these days you'd, you'd expect a Belgian player who plays for Red Bull to definitely be in Europe. But this is a guy uh, who's a, fi- a fine footballer, as fine as as far as uh, what the skills go, but I mean, now he might be kicked out of the league for. What about the looks? Um, ah, nah. <laughs> well, I mean, you could look like Frank Ribery. Skills pay the bills, so. Yeah, I mean, but anyway, that's continue. Thing. Sorry, <laughs> I, don't mean, I don't mean to make light of the topic. Ah, uh, no, no, it's cool. You said what you said. <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, you know, there was a, uh, I guess a racial uh, you know, slur that he used towards Jeremy Ebobise and even his own teammates on Red Bull New York uh, called for him to be subbed off. But the, the coach kind of was like, no, you know, the, the ref, you know, allowed, allows play to go on. Um, you know, I think maybe he got a yellow card. I don't know, but it was just like a confrontation. And um, he's like, yeah, go on with it. So it just goes to show that, you know, that it's still something that isn't handled as serious as it should be. Yeah, and like you like you had said earlier about, you know, the guy that's there to somewhat protect you, like like the ref. If your manager is refusing to to act on something so egregious like that as a player, uh like how would you feel? You know, I'm not gonna sub yeah. him off just because, you know, he's giving us the best chance to win. Is that is that what winning means to you? Like like are, are you selling uh are you selling your soul for a win? We can figure this out next game, but right now, um, oh, the next game and in the future. But like, I, I would feel kind of weird, like if I was a 
you know, well, anybody else, anybody that doesn't support that kind of shit. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, you're you're cool with me with with my with someone treating someone else like that. I don't know. I, I would look at them sideways for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's it's crazy, and it's something that maybe would go under underreported in some parts of Europe, but here in the U.S., like, which and rightfully so, people are really quick to call that kind of stuff out. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know it's it sucks that you know we're it's come up so frequently, um, but you know it's just those things that that uh, I'm surprised you more and more like if you hold those views like and I don't know I'm kind of going all over the place but you know there's always a discussion of oh how do we how do we get rid of this well well these kind of things are ideas man they're like they're not something that you can cure and you know. Uh, Henri said it. It could be those arm bands, and then those those um, you know pregame antics, whether it's those like banners. the knee, the banners, or the players kind of holding themselves in a line. You know, all those gestures, they're not going to cure it. These ideas need to be punished, and you know, you can hold them fine, whatever, but do it at home. Don't do it in public, where where people are going to have a reaction and people are going to feel ostracized. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we're not responsible for other people's feelings, but we are responsible for how we act. Um, and the, the, and our actions do carry consequences. And so many people seem to be surprised when their actions do indeed have consequences. Yeah. No, it's true. Definitely. Um, and I guess a lot of times officiating is at the forefront, and a lot of times in these, uh, you know, racial discriminatory acts, it's words that do the damage. And you know, sticks, it's like they say, sticks, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words won't hurt me. But you know what will hurt you is an elbow to the to the dome, and that's something an official recently did to a <laughs> uh, world-renowned, uh, you know, fullback. And uh, how about say Anthony Robertson, Andy Robertson? Uh, what were your thoughts on that man uh, initially? Just seeing the the referee kind of wind his elbow forward and then bink. <laughs> you know, I, I kind of uh, I kind of rated. Um, you know, I've been pretty vocal about how I hate how players crowd the ref. You know, in a in a way of trying to get what they want or trying to intimidate the ref. Um. I hate it. I, I absolutely fucking hate it. Uh, so, like, never in the history of refing has someone changed their mind due to players crowding them. I don't think it's going to happen, um, and I don't think it. it, it I, I don't. I think all it does is waste time, and it's annoying when you see it. Uh, <laughs> so, for you to go up to the ref you know, after the whistle is blown, it was halftime, right? Yeah. Uh, what are you doing? The, the the ref probably doesn't even remember the fucking play, man. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like we've moved on already. And I think the ref has allowed his own personal space. If he's if he feels like he's being a little aggressed, he can he could act uh he can act how he wants, man. I I, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, having said that, probably shouldn't be throwing elbows, like you know, logically speaking. Yeah. Uh, so if he hasn't gotten punished, or if he has gotten punished, I could see why. 
Uh, but yeah, man, uh, let, let the guy have his own space. Yeah, yeah. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. What, what, are, you, what are you doing? And what it's funny because if, if, if a player were to talk to an opposing player in that manner. You know what he's about to do, right? Exactly. I mean, and he can, he can you know, get physical and there won't be, there'll maybe be a yellow card. But, you know, as a ref, you're just supposed to take the higher road. Nah, fuck that. Yeah, man. <laughs> We've seen that too many times. Actually, it also like brings that. It happened in Mexico, I think. I think it was Mexico, right? Where they crowded yeah, the yeah. player, the the ref, uh, and got up in his face, and the ref just throws a, a light little knee to the groin of the player. You know, the player sells it. Fuck, I want to say it was Santos or yeah, or Leon, yeah, or yeah, it was a green team. Um, dude, I, the player had it coming, man. Uh, again, should you be throwing knees to players? <laughs> no, but. I, I understand. I, I understand. <laughs> and uh, I, the ref actually did get a punishment. I think he's not going to be refing for three weeks or something. Um, you know, that, again, consequences. Should be throwing knees. But I get it, man. And I, I'm on his side for that. Same um, here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, uh, let's get into some uh, some football action, huh? So, oh fuck no never mind hold on uh actually actually yeah, yeah yeah let's do it let's do it we've been we've been uh spinning the chickens <laughs> yes, sir. uh so champions league came back this week and uh well i i only watched two of the matches to be honest with you um so we'll get we'll get those in uh uh, we'll get our perspective on those, and then we can kind of touch on the other ones. So the the first one that happened was uh, City versus Bayern Munich, uh, which was touted to be a pretty good match. It was a uh, it was a good match, I think. And uh, you know, it's just like one of those heavyweight battles that that you would think are gonna uh, are gonna create a lot of action drama. And I think it did for for a good portion of the match. Um. um Bayern actually controlled possession, uh, which is something that you don't really get a whole lot with City. Uh, yeah, they're they're usually the they usually have the lion's share of possession, so that one's that was a little bit of a surprise, if I'm honest. But uh, Bayern just had no end product in the end, and uh, City did City did have a, a a couple of good goals, man, and and. It, I don't want to understate it. Three 0 That's that's huge. City wins three 0 Yeah, yeah. It was a good game for sure. Um, defensively, especially, they played pro- probably their best game uh, I've seen all season from a defensive perspective. Um, I will say though, I mean, as great as this Byron side is, um, it, it would have been a much better match had Nagelsmann been in charge. I feel. Um, just, just cause it would have, I feel like it would have been more end to end. I think they would have punished us more in the final third as far as creating clear chances, not, not just having a shot at goal, just because they did, like you mentioned, and I, it was surprising for me as well to see them have as much possession as they did. However, it, I'm seeing a, a, a trend now with city, uh, some of the best teams they've played this year, um, which like just for memory's sake, Arsenal, we we conceded more possession to them as well, um, but when they had possession, it was very diff- 
difficult for them to get to the to the you know final third and create a very clear chance where it's like, uh, well, they should score that. Uh, I think City just did a, a really good job of uh, pressing when they needed to press and um, not being wasteful with possession. Um, and and truthfully, like it, up until the first goal, which by the way was just uh, you know just a dime, uh, you know postage stamp, uh, weak foot strike from Rodri. That that opened up the can, and then the rest was was history. After that, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, Bayern obviously had their moments where they did dominate possession, but like I said, I, I thought their best chances came in the counter, and and I think it's gonna be is the the legs still open, man. I, I think whatever they give us at Allianz is not gonna be easy. In fact, we we may very well lose. We just gotta make sure it's not anything significant um, as far as like goal differential, but. Yeah, I I really enjoyed that game. Um, Erling Haaland continues to to just be a a beast, um, you know. Because I will say he scored, but he also had a really nice assist to Bernardo, um, which you know I, I feel like a lot of people won't give him enough credit for. But uh, yeah, uh, just just a great tie overall. Yeah. Um, uh, um. I feel like Bayern actually played the game that that they would even with Nagelsmann because uh, I, I don't know stylistically Tuchel hasn't really done well he hasn't really had the time either but he hasn't done too much to uh, to tinker with that um, as it stands you know he's still letting uh, Kimmich get on the ball and you know distribute passing. Uh, letting Goretzka, you know, fight for balls and uh, Sane, I felt was probably their most dangerous offensive player. Um, uh, but like you said, it, it was a bit muted, just just because he he does like to play a hero ball. Let's be honest, he likes to uh, get get runs in and then you know strike the ball from any distance. Um, and when you have bodies like City can put up in the defense. That's just tough to beat, you know. Hold on. Oh shit. Okay. Anyway. Oh, well, actually, it it does sound a little clearer now. Oh really? I I think so. Now that I think about it, but it's not really significant. Okay. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Uh, <laughs> just about Tuchel and 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 the way that he set them up. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think uh, he's like really trying to reinvent the wheel. Not yet. You know, I'm sure in the summer that team's going to look a lot different, uh, uh, you know, next season. But, yeah, um, it's just that, that final third that that uh, Bayern were, were ultimately lacking. Musiala didn't have a really good game. Usually when he plays well, Bayern play well. So, and you, and you can also, uh, you know, directly correlate city's defense with his performance as well um, yeah i agree yeah i mean we even like the pressing that they did you know that that alone made it difficult for musiala to get any type of freedom or space or time to think um and city were gritty too you know they, they were kind of physical uh with with Bayern, which honestly it just kind of felt like that shocked them um mm-hmm. yeah ruben diaz akanji and ake and stones. I mean, they were they they all you know for the most part didn't uh, put too many bad steps on the pitch. You know, and 
it, when they're operating like that, it's hard, it's tough to see any team beating them, you know. But yeah, yeah, definitely. It's um, crazy. I I also think that you know just um, Bayern's a lack of a of a of an attacking option, a striker is is definitely uh, hampering them. You know, they failed to replace uh, Lewandowski, and uh, it's come out that Nagelsmann wanted Ronaldo, and Oliver Kahn was against it. And, uh, you know, honestly, I don't know if Ronaldo is was the answer to that or is the answer. But you know, for a team like that, something's better than nothing. Yeah. I know for them, spending a lot of money or putting a lot of money towards a player uh, isn't really normally what they do. But, you know, and it, it looks like... Like they were looking at a treble season, which is always tough, but they've been eliminated from two cups. Well, not, I want to say eliminated just yet from Champions League, but, you know, it's not looking too good when you're down 3 now. Like, I don't care if you're Bayern Munich or, you know, Madrid or Barcelona, man, 3 nil on the second leg, especially against someone like City who doesn't concede a whole lot. That's that's a tall order. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um um. Yeah, that's. Pre- I mean, I, I didn't really watch too much of the Inter game personally. I, I was, I was like, kind of sneaking my glances over, but the City Bayern game was just high intensity. It was hard to take my eyes off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's your team. <laughs> uh, well, well yeah, I, I, Bayern. It's they're special to watch. <laughs> uh, um. Uh. What else? Uh. Um. Oh. Real Madrid versus Chelsea. And this is one that I wasn't like entirely confident in, but I also wasn't all that intimidated. New manager, a shit manager at that, uh, a team that's been shit all season, relatively speaking. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I find it hard to, to say that Chelsea really, you know, puts any fear into my heart. Uh, as it stands, but you know we've said that before, and, and they've managed to to get a Champions League title. Um, it, it wasn't the case today. Real Madrid dominated, uh, minus maybe like the first ten minutes or so, where Chelsea actually got on the break and were looking a little dangerous. But yeah, Madrid, you know, totally uh, totally had their way and. You know, a lot of players had great games and a lot of players from Chelsea had bad games. You know, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to take too much away from it, uh, um, you know, in terms of, you know, Champions League title hopes. But but it is nice to go into the second leg 2-0 up. Uh, goals by, uh, by Benzema and goals by Asensio. Uh, just... Splendid to watch, man. Uh, really enjoyed that game. Hello? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm oh, 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 yeah. Um, any thoughts? Uh, Chilwell got sent off. Uh, oh, man. I actually, like I said, I, I didn't really watch this game. So I'm I'm just, I did see the scoreline, but I, I didn't watch it. I, I was occupied, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I guess... Uh, a good result, right? I mean, expected kind of. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. Next game's at Stamford Bridge, right? If I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yep. Yeah, well, we'll see about it then. Yeah. 
Ah uh, man, you know, last last time out, you know, I think we went up three one, was it the first yeah. game? And then things had to get really crazy uh, in order for us to to advance. Uh, so you know, we we we've been we've been here before. I'm not for going sure. to. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not just yet confident about the semifinal, or I'm not 100 percent, but I'm I'm 90 percent there. Yeah, yeah, it looks likely uh, right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, um, and then uh, we had an all Italian affair uh, with uh, uh, Milano versus Napoli, who's been lighting it up in Serie A. And yeah. uh, from from my understanding, from what I was able to watch, uh, Napoli did dominate. You know, they 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 played great, uh, but you know, in the end, uh, uh, Milan got got the goal and uh, they're they're up one nil. Enter Milan won won their tie against uh, Benfica one nil. So uh, looks like we're we're headed for. Uh, uh, what do they call it in uh, in Italy uh, when it's uh, Inter versus uh, Milan? Yeah, La Derby um, de la Madonnina. Ah, that's what it is. Yeah. Bafanculo. Yeah, Bafanculo Inter. <laughs> so ah. it's it's uh, both games ended one 0 so we can't say for sure just yet. But that'd be that'd be nice semifinal, huh? That would be pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah, that. Was, Big nerves, but I I would prefer City play Inter next. If it was up to me, I'd want to smack them my, ourselves. But sure, I'll take Milan. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, um. Let's get into. Uh, I guess, I guess we can get into next week's predictions for the Champions League. Uh, for the second legs. Mm-hmm. Um. Madrid versus Chelsea. Who do you got? Uh, yeah, I'll take uh, Real Madrid. I mean, ultimately on both legs, but I think they draw next game, like 1-1. Okay, I'll take a 2-1 just to not be overly cocky. Uh, and uh, Napoli versus AC Milan? That's going to be a good game. Um, personally, I, I think Napoli are, are going to win the, the whole thing. Um, not the whole thing as a Champions League. I mean both legs i think it'll it'll go to penalties yeah i think it'll go be like a 1-1 i mean sorry a 1-1 aggregate and you know going to penalties ultimately Mm, i'll take napoli uh 2-0 fair to advance uh and then the next one up is Bayern munich uh hosting uh manchester city Mm -hmm. um i'll take a 2-1 city at the Allianz, um, yeah, it's just I think we got too much too much going right now. They they just don't have an answer for us. I think uh, we'll see some other players that didn't play feature, maybe like Mares, uh, Foden should be available. Isn't that crazy that those two players, like yeah. given the result that um that happened yesterday, and those I'm, two players didn't really play. I, did did Foden come on? No, he did. Saw his bald little head. Um, no, I, I thought he was, but instead uh, they opted on. I think was I want to say Calvin Phillips. Uh, but yeah, I mean we mentioned all these guys, and and Laporte can't even see a, a minute of of play, and he's and he's so good. So, mm-hmm. um, I think I mean City. 
probably have the best um, center back depth in the world. Uh, and I want to say by far as well. Uh, maybe not on individual quality, although Ruben Diaz for me is just magnificent. But I mean, like, it doesn't matter who you start, really. You, you start John Stone's stud, Laporte's stud. Ake and, and Akanji are, are coming to that level now, and it's crazy to see, you know. Um, and that that's why ultimately I think City just can hold Bayern to one goal at their own stadium because I think they're just too hard to score on right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely that that part. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't really see Bayern winning the tie. I could see them winning the match, like e- even like a like a just like a casual performance from City, just to save legs because they're also like really in in the thick of things for the Premier League. Yeah, uh, yeah, I could see players being, you know, uh, rested or whatever, which is kind of crazy to say against a team like Bayern Munich. Yeah. But, you know, when you're up 3-0, why not, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And I don't want to, I mean, you could say this for a lot of games sometimes, and some people might not think that 3-0 was fair for Bayern, but for me, I felt like it could easily have been a 5-6-0, you know? And you could say that for a lot of matches, to be fair. But, you know, some of the saves that Sommer made, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. And and it's crazy, though, because I do feel like Bayern did play well. I just don't feel like they they, they, they they put together enough for, you know, for goals that you can say, oh, yeah, yeah, that's one that they should have gone in or that's one that they were lucky didn't go in. Um you know, in terms of like, new shot creation, I guess you can say. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish, um, I wish Ederson was tested more. Uh, I mean, they tested him. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, there were shots that any keeper should make. I mean, nothing out of this world. Uh, except there was, there may have been one. I think where Sane, he hits the ball and it hits the ground. It kind of, it's like dipping in. Mm-hmm. That was a nice save. But I mean, other than that, I mean, yeah, they didn't hit us with anything. That I was really, uh, you know, just impressed with like that. Um, um, but I, yeah, it, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I, yeah, I was, I was done. I was done. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then the last game, uh, uh, Internacional versus Benfica. Um, yeah, I'll give it to Inter. <laughs> yeah, I think it's They're not all yeah. that impressive, but think they're better than Benfica yeah Benfica is just you know even their qualification is based on last year and don't get me wrong they got to this level uh you know for a reason but yeah the, you know they've kind of just sneaked their way onto this level of the tournament and and the results haven't been too convincing so I I just I, I see a, a draw but that's uh more than enough for for Inter to qualify so yeah, you know it's really whoever wins between uh, Milan and and Napoli. I think that it, they you know that advances to the final because those two teams aren't like the yeah they're they're last and second to last in terms of the teams that are left. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. All right, so that's uh that's Champions League out of the way. Um, any final thoughts on that? No, no, not really. Um, yeah, it's. You know, looks like it's cooking up to be a special one this year, uh, especially with those historic clubs back in this. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, man, 
just like like not to count the chickens so far, but you know, a rematch in the semifinals is looking pretty likely, and I know you want to run that back. Yeah, um, you know, it's the only chance we ever have to play outside of like friendlies, so it's always a good a good uh, challenge, and it should it should be uh, hopefully more decisive. I would say in this in this time around, like I I would love to see the game culminate in two legs, no extra time, just something convincing, you know. Um, but we gotta we gotta wait till we get there first. So yeah, yeah exactly. No 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 point in. Ca- well, we'll see next week how it is, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll know next week. All right, so uh, let's get into some Premier League action, man, and then we can uh, call it a night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manchester United uh, on Saturday hosting Everton for a 2-0 win. Um, Everton just... Actually, Everton's not terribly bad ever since Daesh, results-wise. Football-wise, they're dire, I have to say. But they they've gotten some decent um, amount of points and they're still in relegation. They're tied for the for third to last or yeah third to last with twenty seven points with Nottingham Forest. Uh, but yeah, they're not quite out, are they? <laughs> no, um, not quite. And United just you know oh they're they're tied for third, so they're on complete opposite spectrums there. Uh, just. You know, in fourth place, uh, based on goal difference with Newcastle, which is actually pretty significant. It's 20 goals. Anyway, um, uh, Aston Villa hosting Nottingham Forest for a 2-0 win. Um, like I said, Aston Villa has been, like, sneakily good. Yeah. Uh, as of late, and uh, I think they have a lot to thank to Unai Emery. Uh, and, and the team's actually pretty solid. I think they're, they're okay, you know? Yeah, not totally. I mean, they they have improved a lot. They're consistent now. And um, this one was actually pretty good. Brentford versus Newcastle, two one for Newcastle, who was uh, visiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivan Tony doesn't stop scoring, and uh, Alexander Isak kind of puts a puts the cherry on top over there, man. Uh, yeah, he's he's in for a scary season next year, I think. You think so? Uh, you've yeah. been high on that guy for a while, though. I'm not uh, quite sold. I don't really rate him all that high. Well, this is the best team he's played for, so, I mean, I think it's only up and up from here. But, yeah, it was always going to be hard to succeed. Uh, uh, wasn't he part of that Sociedad team a couple seasons ago that was, like, unnecessarily good? Ah, uh, but they're they're not top three in the Premier League good, you know? I mean, that's... Uh. I don't know. I, I think well, on this team, he's he's going to have a lot more chances. I'm just not impressed by that guy. I don't really see him as all that good. But fair point. I don't, I don't think he's great. I, I'm just. I think he's 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 good. He's good enough to finish top five in the league. You know, we we talk about Ivan. Like goals wise. Yeah, yeah. Ivan Tony's oh. having an amazing season and was so last season. Isak in his first season at this club. I think. Uh, I think you know it's going to get real good next year. If he can stay healthy, of course, that's been his biggest knock. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the next game is a uh, West Ham beating Fulham one yeah. 0 Um, yeah, Fulham uh kind of dipped a bit. You know, they started off pretty strong, and little by little, they've dwindled down to 
to 10th place as it stands. Um, I guess there's no shame in that, though, you know, given the quality of the team and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, West Ham actually got three points that they desperately needed. I could have sworn they were, like, in 19th place, like, a week or two ago. Now they're up to 14th with 30 points. Um, so a win like that's huge for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too far of a drop to the bottom, though, so they they definitely got to keep getting these results. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And uh, next up is, you know, the cam- the straw that broke the camel's back, uh, Bournemouth beating Leicester 1-0. Um, and, again, that catapults Bournemouth up quite a bit as well. They get 30 points right behind uh, West Ham. And Leicester sacks Brandon Rogers, and they're in second to last in 19th place. Two points off. Uh, well, actually, they're four, they're four points away from safety. Uh, that's tough. It's tough for them. Yeah, it's yeah, dark times right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, next up is uh, Spurs hosting Brighton. And they get a win. They get a win against a, a pretty good opponent. Uh, both uh, Son and Kane uh, score. I haven't seen that in a while. Um, and they, they definitely needed that as well. Uh, just for their own sake. I guess for pride and, you know, um, placement in the, in the... On the table. Yeah, they're in fifth place right now, three points away from United. United have a game in hand, you know, but, you know, it, it's the level that Spurs like to be in, like I was talking about earlier. They're six points away from uh, Aston Villa, who's right behind them. Uh, so they're hovering in that, you know, in that competitive zone, but not really threatening anyone for anything. You know, a place to get a decent amount of money at the end of the season. How about that? For sure, yeah. And uh, Wolves beat Chelsea uh, at home. Oh, man, what a wonder strike from Nunes. Um, yeah, the, again, uh, yeah, disappointing result for for the uh, Blues. But, man, tip your hat to that strike. Uh, probably goal of the weekend for sure. Mm-hmm, yeah. Wow. Yeah, not much you can do there. Uh, <coughs> I don't know. Uh <laughs> Chelsea, uh, I mean, they really only got one goal or one shot on goal themselves. Yeah. Uh, man, they're they're just, I don't know, they're just this weird X factor this season. And uh, yeah, long may it last. Shout out Lopetegui too, because we're gonna talk about Emery. I mean, Lopetegui has has really helped this Wolf side that at one point looked like they were definitely gonna be in that relegation scrap, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, you know, so maybe those Spaniards aren't too bad. Once no, you take no. them out of that farmers league. I remember a while back, I, I, I said that Lopetegui and Emery, uh, like my mind conflates the two. Like I, I, I can't <clears throat> help but like yeah. confuse, like put uh, Emery's hair on Lopetegui's face and Lopetegui's face on the You know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like Dean Smith and Brendan Rodgers for you, <laughs> or like Eddie Howe. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, or like Roy Hodgson and I don't know, uh, 
Tonkulis. Yeah, exactly. Like all those guys, they start they start blending in after a while. Um, but anyway, anyway, um, moving on is a uh, Southampton uh, host Manchester City, and uh, as you might expect, uh, they get to work. <laughs> yeah, An- another brace for Erling. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah, just uh, you know, e- easy work uh, and and nothing more. <clears throat> I mean, uh, I mean, it goes without saying. Jack Grealish is continuing to have a great season as well, and this season looks like he's just getting on the end of more plays, more goals, more assists, more minutes. Um, yeah, it looks like he's carving out a nice little career for himself now here at City. But um, he's we'll the kids, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's a profile he has that not many players in the world have right now and it's nothing crazy significant like um it's not like uh like the as scintillating as Vinicius or Dembele or Mbappe who are really dynamic wingers it's like a very weird uh feeling when you you see him get the ball he he gets it on the left cuts into his right you know what he's gonna do yeah he just has a way of drawing you in and and yeah and it always works that's the crazy part he's a he's a very technical you know I might catch heat for this, but he's definitely one of the best dribblers in the world. But the way he draws you in is a lot like how Neymar does it. You know, it's yeah. You know, it's, it's he's got the ball in a yo-yo for sure. Kind of like how you know they reference that for basketball players. Yeah, but for yeah. sure, it's like yeah, he's in total command, and yeah, he he's got like such a nice game. It, it, he reminds me of the – he's like a reverse Robin because obviously Robin played on the right wing. Uh-huh. This guy plays on the left. Dominant foot is interior, so he cuts onto that foot almost all the time, and you know it's coming. But he also has all the like mass and volume to fend away your challenge. It's really cool. You know what's going to happen, but it's just – Yeah. It's pretty but he cool. Also, he also dribbles outwards too. So yeah, he, yeah. He doesn't have just one like, – he's not completely one-footed because he, he – he goes both ways, I think. Um, he can, for sure, for sure. Uh, so you know, he's he's got a very interesting uh, dribbling style, and like you said, it's not going to be like beating you with pace every time, mm-hmm. but he's got it, and he's actually not a small dude. Like I don't know, for a while I just I just had this idea that he was a small guy, but yeah, he's he's actually he's actually got you know decent mass on him like you said right now so yeah he's yeah he's he kind of has an athlete's build for sure yeah 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 yeah, definitely um but yeah uh city just you know they're they're not they're not going to drop points to southampton southampton's dead last they don't really have much to fight for you know other than like you know a lucky goal or like some kind of like ricochet or a ward prowse free kick you know they they weren't going to get in the net there which they happen to do, uh, but yeah, four one, and um, not much. To, you know what I meant to ask you about um, when we were talking about the Bayern game, and it just came back to me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you think about you know the banners of the of the fans? Uh, <laughs> uh, something about Sheikh Mansour. Uh, Peace be upon him. <laughs> he, uh, uh, the 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 banner was uh, from the Bayern fans. Something like. Uh, and, and, and I, like I'm not gonna add like any kind of cadence to it. I'm just gonna read it aloud so I, so as not to add any kind of um, unintended tone. I'll say, mm-hmm. uh, Sheikh Mansour, 
went to Spain in a Lamborghini and he brought back manager Manuel Pellegrini. Yeah. What do you think about that? Oh, that that's actually one of our chants. That we... no, no, I'm just kidding. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a taking. Oh, I thought you were being, I thought you were serious. Because <laughs> I know Bayern also had uh, their own signs that their fans were holding up. Um, you know, kind of referencing, uh, you know, City and, 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 and owners like City. City's owners and, and how they're ruining football when they're they in fact have ruined football in their own manner as well and and you know I, I feel like there's a lot of uh, hypocrisy that exists within within the big clubs sometimes when they criticize each other over stuff like that like but yeah you know they're, they're I, I think their their sense of arrogance uh, stems from the fact that they're club owned or I'm sorry fan owned um, I don't know entirely what that means yeah, uh, but but to pretend that Bayern Munich aren't this like, you know, massive market on their own and don't generate tons of money is it's so disingenuous. They're they're not poor little fucking Bayern Munich. They're 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 a titan on their own. They have a yeah. huge history that they that they've gotten on their own. But but I I, I hate the idea that they're like this like, you know, poor little me going against this giant. They have they have a higher commercial revenue. I mean, uh, you know they they have their wage bill is like stupid high. It's three hundred million or I think more than that. I mean, there's just nothing that suggests that they are the little guy. And yeah, like you said, listen, if you're, I mean, it doesn't it rarely happens in the Champions League, but let's just say FA Cup, City play teams like Burnley, and that that's a case you can make, you know, and you know you just gotta. Tip your hat, but I mean, Byron, come on, man! Like, you guys are definitely no, uh, uh, no saints. As far as even like uh, commercial revenue reporting and things like that, they have their own loopholes that they expose. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I just I find it funny, anyways. And Qatar is one of their sponsors. Exactly. There, there's just a there's just quite a few things that just don't add up. Um, as far as their their criticism, but oh well. Yeah, it's it's also like the Arsenal fans that that you know they're like oh, Qatari money, but their their stadium is the Emirates Stadium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as a fan, I don't like to cry about those things. I don't like to <clears throat> mention that because you know every club, every successful club has. And and you know now that we're talking about Arsenal, someone brought up that they quite literally bought their way into. Uh, into the first division back when that was a thing. Uh, I, I think they, they purchased another club, like emerged. And then um, that was how Arsenal got into the, into the top flight back in the day. Um, I don't know all the ins and outs, but you know, Arsenal's history with money is, uh, is long and, uh, and very uh, uh, documented. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we, I digress. I digress. I just wanted. I, I just meant to bring that up here. Um, anyway, Crystal Palace beats Leeds five one. Um, shit, man. Leeds, uh, Leeds are in a, in a kind of a tough spot themselves. I don't think they'll quite make it to the drop, but they're hovering right above it. They're only two points safe. I don't know, man. Yeah. 
and then the the game of the week of uh, the weekend um, was uh, Liverpool versus Arsenal. Given the fact that the previous week uh, Liverpool dropped, uh, well, got dropped four on their head tops um, by by City, you know, you were expecting Arsenal to do the same. And for a while, it it looked like it was going to be that uh, because uh, and they Arsenal, also tied they also tied Chelsea in between those two. Um, so it was oh, like City right. and then Chelsea draw nil nil. So mm-hmm. everything looked like it was going to be a a poor night from Liverpool, at least for me. Yeah, well, and then Arsenal go up two nil. Yeah, Arsenal go up two nil, and then you're like, well, shit, man, this is a, you know, this is business Game as usual on. for Liverpool, and Arsenal's like just not letting any, any, uh, a- a- anything gonna get in their way. But Liverpool, you know, decides to pick themselves up by their bootstraps, and the magic of Anfield suddenly is a thing again, and yeah. And you know, credit to them though, man. They fought hard. Um, well, the second know, half they they dominated. Yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy because it was a game that Arsenal probably should have lost. I think so. Yeah, but but it but it's also like weird in the sense that they that they could have also escaped with the win as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ramsey. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. He had a great game. And, you know, some players also weren't very uh, definitive uh, for Arsenal. But we also can't go without mentioning that Salah. Salah missed a penalty, man. You know, he's usually. And, yeah, yeah. And he misfired uh, a lot of shots, too. He was, he was just bad. The yeah, goal yeah. he scored was, was just not even. It wasn't even intentional as far as. as the flow of the game, but you can take him. <laughs> uh, and I promise you, against City, he would have made that penalty <laughs> against against a team that would have wouldn't have favored my parlay. He's hitting it. <laughs> one time I need him to hit it. He can't fucking. Make it. <laughs> but uh, still, That's you know, sports, man. that is fucking sports, sports in in a nutshell. Um, I do want to say the first half, Arsenal just looked. Oh, man. Like they were on it uh, in every department. I thought Saka was a bit underwhelming. Um, no, and and yeah, and that's who I was re- referring to. Um, yeah, he just was just not definitive, and his decision making was, was bad. Maybe he's getting a little tired. Uh, he, he's got a lot of miles on those legs this season. Yeah, sure does. Um, I uh, I also did. You know, one thing I didn't. I think maybe even lost Arteta the match was. Uh, you're you're up two a uh, two one I think at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liverpool score one via that, you know, the little kind of like Jordan Henderson deflection pass to Salah score. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he yeah. makes subs, you know, he makes subs, but they were defensive subs. I felt, you know, um, they yeah. weren't subs replacing attackers that maybe could have been more, more beneficial. It looks like he was ready to park or be more defensive. I felt like that only invited Liverpool and that second half. Uh, sure. They scored one more, one more to tie it up, but there was like two or three other chances where, you know, things could have gone the other way and Liverpool could have, you know, left their house with three points. But, uh, you know, that's football. And um, I, I thought Arsenal, they at least did good to fight for that draw because momentum was completely gone. I think um, <clears throat> I think Arsenal were, were very bad in their, in their decision-making um, in a lot of points. Martinelli 
there was moments where he was dribbling when he should have passed. Um, they even got in positions where they got behind Liverpool's um, high line, and they still didn't capitalize on it. Uh, I think taking out Odegaard was was a huge mistake, especially for the player that was brought in. He almost cost them a goal. Um, so, so yeah, you're right. And also holding is just levels, levels below Saliba. Holding. I think, I think uh, if Saliba's in that game, it, you know, it's, you know, it's a completely different result. But sure. Um, to be fair, just, if Luis Diaz is in there, <laughs> yeah, that's a good battle for him and White. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 white, White, White. And in the end, um. You know, that's just good news for City, right? Yeah. Uh, let the good times roll. Um, <laughs> so as as the way it stands now, I mean, City, if they were to win the rest of their games, and I'm including the Arsenal one, it's a league title. So, I mean, they know what they need to do. Uh, but the truth is that regardless of what City have to do, Arsenal are still in good position. Because, um, look, I mean, City are formidable, but they, they're still cracks in there. <laughs> There's kinks in the armor and they can still lose or tie, tie a game. It's going to, is Holland making them worse. I feel like it, ah, nah, <laughs> yeah. nah, but chill, chill. It's going to be a uh, man. It's, it's such a good, a good, uh, remainder of games too, for both sides. I would say maybe Arsenal have the tougher schedule. Um, but still, it should be a great standoff. Yeah. Are are you of the opinion that the match between City and and Arsenal is going to define the the league title? I think I think uh, well, obviously it's it's a big swing because like six point it could be a six point swing, uh, but you know naturally that will be the, a definitive moment in the league, especially at, at the point it happens because it's not happening this week, um, so it's still a little down the road later this month, but. Yeah, that, that's going to be a big one, um, and I can't deny it. Because whoever does win that has a very big advantage, and whoever loses that is at a big deficit. I mean, simple math, but it it, it really is a big deal uh, considering how many games are left. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fun, man. I, I think. Uh, I, I guess it also it, it's also beneficial for Arsenal that they're out of all other competitions. Yeah, whereas City sure. still have to focus on uh, on the FA Cup final. We've still got Champions League and, you know, the two teams that they're going to be going against. Well, actually, the two of the three, three of the teams that they could possibly play. You know, you still have Bayern, who's no slouch, uh, and Real Madrid or Chelsea. You still have to worry about that. And then, yeah. you know, that's a lot of mileage. That, that, that's that's an extra uh, three, four games versus Arsenal. They, they can rest during the week and they only have to focus on the league games. Yeah, it's very interesting, too, because, uh, well, that's one thing that really did help City is the fact that they were able to, you know, just put the business uh, aside and just go completely in on Bayern. Three goal advantage, like you said, you can they can rest players now. Uh, but even then, one thing that sticks out right now is like everybody's healthy for City. So the depth is there. Um, I think that the mileage on the legs might not play into as much. Uh, play into it as much as as people would think but uh another thing is i feel like with whatever lineup pep has been putting out there has been relative success so uh ultimately i mean 
say like for example this weekend a city are going to play Leicester that's a game you can definitely rest players in and mm-hmm. then yeah. the Bayern game as well um so ah, it's going to be interesting um I think it's beneficial to only play once a week but sometimes what what can that do to your rhythm as well you know um sure it's 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 very interesting uh but it's going to be so entertaining as uh for myself but even more so for neutrals I think cuz uh I feel like there is a denomination of of fans that don't want Arsenal to win it and there's also denomination oh, dude, of fans dude, there's a that, lot yeah like, I I didn't realize that that people didn't want <laughs> Arsenal to win it that much. I always felt like, yes, there's there's a lot of people against City, um, but I don't know. Arsenal fans are pretty obnoxious. <laughs> so you know, like they like Chelsea fans obviously don't want to hear it. Spurs fans don't want to hear it. United, you know, fans, they have their rivalry yeah. from you know twenty twenty five years. Uh, Liverpool, you know, they're they're the you know, the butt of the joke these days. So yeah, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Football loses, I guess, if either one wins. Um, uh, yeah, man. Uh, any parting thoughts on, on last week or. Nah. You want to get into the preview and then we can wrap, wrap it up, Dan. Yes, sir. All right. I'll, I'll let you take a point on that. Alrighty. Um, just one moment. Let's see. Saturday. So Saturday we have Villa against Newcastle. Pretty good game considering what Villa are now and what, what Newcastle are in theory as far as this season goes. Um, I have a one-one draw personally. Um, yeah. That's not bad. Next match. Oh, oh. Yeah. You know what we didn't get into? You know, I'll I'll save it for after the preview. Um, word, word. Yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. Go ahead. You're good. You're good. Uh, Chelsea, Brighton. Um, I'll take Brighton sure. on this one. Yeah, Hi, man. You know what? I'll give Chelsea the benefit of the doubt. One, one. I don't do that too much. Yeah. Following this, we have Everton, Fulham. Um, I'll, I'll give it a, a one-one draw. In this one. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'll take Fulham. Ham- Fuck it, one nil. Fair. After this, we have Southampton against Crystal Palace. I'll take Palace uh, two nil. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because that'll be three wins in a row for Palace. And it's like, oh, Roy Hodgson's doing this. Th-. No, no, no. Spurs, Bournemouth. I'll give it to the Spurs. Three one. Fair enough. Next game, Wolves Brentford. That's a these are pretty good games. Just even, you know. I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wow. I'll take a two-two draw on this one. Uh, let's we'll just say it's a goal fest. Um, following this one, Leicester against Man City. Um, I think Man City win. But, uh, give it a two-nil. A uh, hat trick from Julian Alvarez. Goal from uh, uh, Riyad Mahrez. Riyad Mahrez and clean sheet for Rico Lewis. Sure. <sighs> sure. Yeah, I don't see Lester giving them too much of a fight. And, uh, you know, 
Unless unless City like really really rest all their players, <laughs> yeah, I don't really see I don't really see too much going uh, off the rails there. Yeah, uh, after this game, uh, we have West Ham against Arsenal on Sunday. Jeez, that's a, that's a good game. Arsenal are much better. Don't get me wrong, but there there's a certain pride in in London, right? Mm-hmm. There's been a, a lot of sure. In fact, the West Ham like fan channels and. You know, Twitter accounts and everything, just saying like, "City, city, we got you, <laughs> got you." We'll at least get a point, you know. So I'm, I'm hopeful that they will do that. <laughs> um, That's bitchassery, man. Uh, I'll give it a one-one. You're gonna cap for, uh, for, for another team. No, that's... Well, they, they, you know, they took Pellegrini from a Sabaleta. You know, we have that kind of low bro relationship. <laughs> Uh, Arsenal to three nil. Following this, we have Nottingham Forest against Manchester United. Um, I'll give it a one-one draw. Wow, I'll, I'll do another two nil for United. Even though they do play on Thursday, they do play tomorrow. Uh, so that that might play into things. Uh, a little bit. They play against Sevilla. Shoot, and in that Europa. case. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. United, you know. Uh, fair play. Um, following this, we have Leeds United against Liverpool. Um, I, have a, Wait, I have a draw in this one. Boy, it seems like Liverpool always happen to have long breaks. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but they'll be the first the first to moan about it like <sighs> anyways <laughs> yeah i'll i'll uh, take a draw oh wow yeah i'll, I'll give i'll give it to liverpool uh one nil word word and um hetafe against league champions to be barcelona <laughs> yeah barcelona 2-0 yeah, man, I, I'll 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 take that too. Um, yeah, it looks like Barcelona's ah. going to win the title. No, 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 no. Uh, Pero yeah, I don't Copa know. Man. Afuera de la Copa. <sighs> They're just like, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand how this happened. Uh, they're not very good. They just have gotten wins that that they just came up out of nowhere. But yeah, hey, hey. It's it's a it's a marathon, not a race. You don't you don't need to you don't need to have these crazy uh like uh streaks. You just need to you just need to run that race, man, and uh, that's that's what they've done. Credit credit to them. Yeah. We have been inconsistent in terms of uh finishing uh at points and uh I don't know, doing 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 a little too much. You know, we've been very forgiving, I'll say that. I don't know. Right. I don't know too many games that Madrid's been outplayed, uh, and fair enough. Uh, a couple of them have come against Barcelona, but or at least one of them. Yeah, I'm not going to give them a couple. I'm going to say one of them. But uh, no, we we, we uh, haven't really, uh, you know, we haven't uh, finished our food, as you like to say. So the crazy thing is that you know Atletico is actually not too far off. Yeah. Uh, 
of of Real Madrid, and yeah. you know, so there's kind of that battle going on as well. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but you know, I think it's uh, as far as Madrid goes, just might be time for a managerial refresh uh, in this off season. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, they, there's <laughs> options for sure. Um, and we and we kind of touched on it earlier, like in terms of the managers that have been sacked and all that. Um, Nagelsmann did get sacked. Uh, he's he's a fairly new appointee for for Bayern Munich too. They tend to hold on to their managers for a few years. Mm-hmm. They tend to be patient, but this time around, they there's issues apparently with his wife leaking or or is it girlfriend or wife or something? Uh, well, yeah, they're not together anymore, unfortunately. But yeah, she was yeah, uh, girls. Uh, yeah. But anyway. Anyway, um, she leaked and leaped. <laughs> I, I agree that. In a, anyway, um, uh, speaking of Byron, before we we uh, sign off, uh, I need your thoughts on Sane fighting Mane. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if it was much of a fight, but reports are that. Uh, well, well, you 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 uh, you have more detail on that than I do. So he swung at him, and then nah, just kidding. Nah, it looks like uh, down, there's there just yeah, there's a little bit of bad blood there, um, because you know obviously, I, I'm sure Sane, I mean sorry, Mane hates City, as he should as a rival. You know he always has been a rival, but uh, Sane obviously still has a lot of friends on the team, and you know he was kind of greeting everybody and. Like, hey, good game, you know. You don't normally see that, especially in a big game, Champions League, 3-0, you know, getting, you know, just a, just a bad defeat and you're all buddy-buddy, you know. It's a bad look, I guess. I could see that perspective, but I, I don't know what may have happened in the, in the tunnel, but I guess something was said by Sané as a retort to whatever Mane was saying as far as, like, his celebrations or his, like, you know, congratulations for the city players, and Amane ends up taking a a nice uh, punch at, at Sane, and and apparently, you know, drew blood uh, off of of Sane's lip. So, yeah, that's crazy. You got to think what that does to the locker room now, not only in the league, but you know, Champions League as well. Well, yeah, that and uh, I, I don't know. It, it just sounds like uh, like Mane has this crazy self importance. Uh, that he probably shouldn't have because, you know, he started off great. I think his first two months uh, were, were amazing. He was scoring a lot. He was yeah. playing. He gets injured. And he hasn't done shit since, basically. Um, so I'm sure a lot of the players are tired of his shit. And Sané, yeah. probably one of the better players, too, you know, stood up to him. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I Monty's always come off as like a good guy. He's, there's like reports of him just being super generous, yada yada yada. He's a, like a practicing Muslim, this and that. Uh, yeah. So for him to strike somebody, man, you know it's like damn, you're being a diva now, huh? You're that guy. Yeah, that I mean it's almost. I understand if if like Sane would have told him something about like, say like his wife's miscarriage at one point, um, or something like that, right? Well, that actually did happen in 
in Spain. Maybe you yeah. might want to take lead on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess like the final thing before we we say goodnight. Um, yeah, this dude Alec Baena from uh, Villarreal. Uh, wow, who what Roman a player, but <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, who uh, Real Madrid and Villarreal played this this weekend. And apparently in the previous game that they played uh, for Copa del Rey uh, a little earlier this year, Baena had some pretty fucked up things to say about Feather's, um, you know, very um, publicized. Uh, I don't know if it was like a miscarriage that his wife had with their, with their um, second child. Something uh, like or, that. Or, yeah. or like or like a risk of it happening. Uh, and I think she's fine now. But at the time when they were going through it. Bain uh, had some words uh, to the extent of, oh, well, you don't have to worry about that like you're dead child now. Something like that. I'll paraphrase. I'm paraphrase. <laughs> I, don't, I, like, I don't have the exact quote, um, but yeah, something something, something, to that effect. something really <laughs> fucked up like that. Just like dirty shit that people say to get into your skin. And uh, obviously something like that doesn't go away in your mind. Like, motherfucker, that's my family that you're fucking talking about this is yeah. a very hard time for us you know fuck around with that so th- there was like, a moment where Bayana does a f- like a hard tackle on on Fede and it looks like there's something said but Fede is like right behind him and you can see him just just like with all his power Feeling? just resisting resisting just decking him in the back of the head um uh it just so happens that this dude was talking even more shit and Feather Feather took it like, all right, like meet meet me in the parking lot. <laughs> and this dude, uh, sounds like Feather uh, goes up to him in the in the car park and uh, yeah, swings at him. Uh, reports indicate that he did strike him. I don't know. I, I don't know where, how. Uh, I, I'd imagine somewhere in, in the in the facial area. I would hope so. After comments like that, uh, but yeah, man, you can't get away with that. And this dude's like denying it. He's like, oh, I, I would never say that, or you know, he's making it up. I want him to pub publicly apologize to me, bro. If you said that and you're still trying to get the trying to get him to publicly apologize and recant, you're a bitch. Whoa, yeah, you're, you're like, dude, just own up to it. Like Materazzi, he he even said what he told Zidane very recently. Yeah. Or or just don't say anything on it, man. He's pressing charges, isn't that? All right, you're a bitch. You can't, <laughs> you can't just leave it on the pitch, dude. And and the words that he chose, man, that's that's some fucked up shit. That's that's really messed up. So I don't know. <sighs> like you're being you're being you're being a bitch. But whoa, whoa, whoa. players players that go that low. They'll they'll continue to surprise you with how much lower they can get. That's all I'll say on that. And yeah, I do have a duck, yeah, I do I do I do have a a bias there, of course. No doubt. I mean, it, it <laughs> happens. You know, it's part of like it's part of being a celebrity or an athlete as well. Like any controversy or adversity that you face, in like trials and tribulations, it, it will get publicized, and it's. It's gonna be out there, and players know to capitalize on that. Like you know, say Gabby's stuff with his uh, mom or s shit like that. Like people might bring it up on the on the pitch. You just gotta yeah. be ready for that too, though. 
Um, But, you know, some things are just, I mean, that's just some dark shit to even say off the rip, you know? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm fucking your mom versus, you know, haha, your dead child. Yeah, those are those are two different things, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But anyway. Anything else that we missed out on? Um, nah, I, th- I think, uh, I mean, I guess just a brief, brief touch that Galaxy looked horrendous so far. Oh, I think oh man. Yeah. Good. good that's good. something that. Good call out. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, uh, I just was looking at my jersey that I just bought recently. I have it here in my room. Um, man, uh, what a disappointing start so far. And, and you have probably a little bit more insight on this, but you know, Chris Klein penned a, a very thoughtful <laughs> and totally not totally not PR, uh, you know, concocted uh, statement. Uh, maybe you might want to take the reins from here. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I don't have a statement, but he's basically <laughs> saying that he loves Galaxy and that, you know, he joined with all the intention to make it or to continue to keep it a great club, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then he goes on to say, you know, we do have our standards and we have our, you know, our um, our goals for the season. And if we don't meet them, I will leave the club. Uh, he's saying that if they don't make playoffs and quote unquote advance in the playoffs, whatever that means, he'll leave. Um, so it like it, it just sounds like. Complete bullshit, <laughs> um, because, you know, as everyone knows, the boycott for galaxies. Uh, it's it's gone on now for half a year almost or yeah a half year now um you know this is the supporter groups aren't going to the matches so that the the uh um the atmosphere at the games is just dead yeah um, the team is playing horrendously and and that's just more of a reflection of the poor leadership that chris klein has taken and a lot of supporter groups aren't aren't falling for the bullshit. They're like, well, we met with you when we initially started this boycott, and there was no mention of of this. Uh, like all of a sudden, you have this goal of playoffs now, and 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 again, what does advancing in playoff even mean? Mm-hmm. You know, so they're calling him out, and they're trying to still hold him accountable. And, and the ownership, for to to that matter, is is also responsible. So. Yeah, it's all like you said, PR bullshit, and him just trying to like cover his ass or, or um, you know, sweep things under the rug as it, you know, as it stands. So I don't know. It's it's horrible to see, right? Because you know it's your club, but man, I kind of uh, I'm kind of on the side of the supporter groups in terms of why they're boycotting, um, and why they'll continue to do it until he's gone or un- until. Leadership shows that that they uh, that that they have some sense into what they're doing. Um, I mean, just this weekend, uh, uh, Douglas Costa got himself a, another red. I think he's on three or four reds now since he joined the club, which is crazy because <laughs> he's been injured a lot of the time. And at this point, it seems like he's just doing it just to avoid playing. Um, yeah. Uh, fuck, man. I, I would. He needs to go, man. <laughs> you know, and Gasset has got a stupid yellow. 
again getting in the way of he ref was checking var and he taps him on the shoulder like what the fuck are you doing give the ref his space he's checking something yeah. you, i said he's even speak english barely <laughs> dude uh so two stupid uh red cards for for veterans and i say that with the biggest of air quotes uh uh i don't know man um that that club is in shambles right now and it's tough to watch as a fan and it makes sense why why the sentiment feels like la is starting to waver to lafc yeah i I was just telling my dad about that it's like i mean if you're new to the sport you have no inclination or reason to want to go for galaxy and Mm. every reason to, to root for lafc you know if you're just an entry level soccer fan. Yeah. Obviously yeah, yeah. if you have your allegiances it's it's something that you can just only admire, I guess. But yeah, uh, Galaxy have a lot of work to do, man. It's um it, it starts with uh yeah, transactions and, and player scouting and all that. And it's clear that Chris Klein hasn't been able to assemble that for some years now. So yeah, uh something that, you know, I just can't wait for the culmination of this season, which is sad to say so early, but there's just no aspiration to succeed in any tournament that we compete in, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, you know, when you're just managed, and and this is kind of like another thing towards Spurs, when you're just managed to to satisfy the books, you know, you, when you're just looking at it from a financial standpoint, you know, how how good did we do financially versus how did we do sporting wise then the club starts to lose its identity or 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 just has no exporting identity there's no merit and there's no reason why anybody should want to support because in because in that instance the the club does in fact become soulless yeah, yeah. but uh sure. anyway man uh I guess we'll sign off with that that bit of bleak news. <laughs> Maybe not too yeah. bleak for some of the LAFC fans. Right. Um, but yeah, man, um, anything else? Um, no, I mean, just lastly, one more thing. I just oh. want to congratulate uh, Kevin De Bruyne, youngest or quickest to reach 100 assists in the Premier League. Wow. Uh, further cementing him, uh, I think, at that table of just best midfielders to ever uh, play in the league, uh, truthfully. So yeah, or ever. just a, another milestone. Yeah, man. Uh, what a player, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's already kind of getting to that time where you kind of start to realize like, man, we only got a few more seasons of top level football from him. You know, it's just kind of like, ah, I definitely want to appreciate these, these last few seasons. So, you yeah. know, when you have uh, players like Holland and, uh, Aguero and who else? David Silva. Yeah, all those players that he's fed over the years, man. Yeah, man, that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you might feel the same with guys like Modric who like have been there for a while now. It's like, dang, like you got you really got to play with all these guys and mm-hmm. you know, just kind of put your name in into history, but yeah, anyways, um it's been a great pod, man. I I feel like uh it was overdue. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was overdue. There's just so much we probably missed, but you know, I know, man. Back. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll do it again next week. And uh, shit, man, that's it. Two guys, two mics, two pints. 
128 and uh, we'll 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 do this again next week. Vale pues. Sí.